Hi everyone, uh, Rob from Off the Air Shelf again. Been a while, but hopefully everybody is well and is still managing to enjoy their archery. We have just come into the end of autumn here in the UK. And the uh, temperatures are definitely changing. Weather has been incredibly stormy. We're having a lot of really heavy rain, um, storm force winds and gusts, and then a few dry spells so I'm hoping people can get out and actually do some shooting in those times uh, at all times to keeping safe so uh, what's been going on so my motivation has been a little low I suppose uh, and I think that is just generally me being tired from uh, having a lot on at work and trying to get back into actually shooting and being a little bit more involved with uh, the club. It's physically just having the, the, the time currently where work's concerned. There's a lot of changes going on. And uh, life pressures, and I can make a thousand and one excuses. It's beginning to sound like that. In all honesty, it's um, me just not getting motivated and not feeling it right now. But we'll see how it goes. Um, I've not been shooting properly i'd say for about three years now between um, the covid and pandemics and my own ill health as you know i am on the mend uh, my strength is coming back and to sort of jump into the deep end a bit and to help get my strength back i have gone out and bought a new bow dun, dun, dun. yes i've got yet another flat bow um, this is a white feather shearwater. It's a little 62 inch, uh, 30 pound draw weight flat bow. It shoots really nice and it's what I probably need in all honesty to get myself shooting again. I need something that's not the 45 pounds just to get my head and my muscles because I can shoot my 45 pound flat bows with my different um, 45 plus uh, recurve setups but I can't shoot them as well as I would like for as long as I would like and I took this little bow round the wood on Sunday and managed to shoot half the course without any problems at all I've got a bit of work to do with tuning some arrows in and actually a friend from the club's popping around in a bit and we're gonna have a play with some carbon arrows maybe I'm thinking of shooting this in uh, flat bow maybe or trad bow hunt if I can get some carbon arrows that go off it quite well. But as I said, I've not been shooting uh, for three years so it's quite a good idea for me to get kind of back into it with this little flat bow and I can shoot around with the family with it and it's got a really nice little cast on it. I need to tune it a little and I think I need to as I said, I need to get the arrows to come off it right, but it's shooting very, very smoothly, and I'm actually really impressed by it. As comments, it flings it out quite nicely. I was trying to work on what my point on would be. I'm shooting wooden arrows currently uh, that are coming in around about 400 grains, 410 grains. And I think my point on is probably around about 30 yards. I, the arrows I needed, that they're a little stiff at present, and I think 
they're a little overly long because they're set for my recurve setup so I might be able to lose about maybe an inch off of it but uh, they're, they're shooting really well they're, it's it's a fun bow to shoot just getting out and shooting a bit and having a bit of fun what else has been going on um, there's been some work going on at the wood uh, I've not been able to get down to that but I have been able to do some work at the house uh, we are in the process of making some new target bosses I think I said on a previous podcast that I have actually picked up some foam which is relatively cheap I've got a couple of pallets of foam which should allow me to make uh, six 1300s which is what for if you're working feet and inches about four and a half foot square bosses um, I think they'll end up being 1250s rather than 1300s but you know for the cost of the wood and the foam with a bit of luck I should be able to do these about half the price that we'll be buying them from mainly because I managed to uh, source some wood cheap and uh, I'm just going to charge the club for the foam because uh, I, I bought the foam the, my plan is to replace the target bosses we've got on the range here with 1300s uh, and I'll need two of them and then the 900s, the 3 foot square ones that I've got um, I can then dot around the range as extra targets but that's that's long what I've got to be getting on with it's taking a long time if you've ever repaired a target boss and I did some I did a blog post about a year back you know how much is involved well this where the making them's concerned it's literally sourcing the wood cutting it all down drilling it um, then cutting out a, a gutter or a um, what are they called I'm trying to remember what it's called now route routing out uh, a channel for the actual banding straps to go in so with a bit of luck I might get a couple of them done before the weekend and my goal is to get four of them done in the next few weeks and then I can I've got to do some work because I haven't quite got enough wood to make the other two up so I'm gonna have to go and get some more wood and some screws and bits so that's what I'm doing regarding the club. The other guys, Steve and the other guys, have been looking at changing the course, and I need to try and get down there with Steve so we can actually wander around and start mapping out the safe overshoots and stuff. We've restricted a little because the grounds owners or the landowners are wanting to know exactly where we're putting stuff, um, which is fine. It's their, it's their land after all. I'm just going to have a slip of my coffee. Hopefully you didn't hear that too much. What else has been going? The National Field Archery Society's AGM took place. And I've got to say, I'm a for a society that's got like 6,000 members, and they were offering a virtual joining of the AGM via Zoom, it was a little disappointing, because I think they only got four people on Zoom, and they had maybe... Well, they've got about a dozen members of the committee with all the different roles of chairmans and membership secretaries and what have you and they probably had maybe a dozen people in the room now 4,000 sorry 6,000 in fact 6,000 people yeah I would have thought a higher attendance would have been expected I do wonder if some of it 
is down to how they advertise it because they don't put it on the website and they don't put it onto um, the Facebook though they might put a reminder up that it might need kind of more reminders um, just so that people are aware of what's going on and I know there's a comment that they don't like putting like the proposals on Facebook because the Facebook is open to past and present and future members and it's uh, proposals for rule changes shouldn't really be of any interest to people outside of society but I think just promoting it and kind of maybe getting that message out there a little bit more might be a good idea it's something I remember talking about to a colleague well a mate from uni actually and he went on to do uh, media studies and he said if you look at films and plots in stories quite often they'll tell you the clues to the plot three times once will be really subtle once will be slightly less subtle and once will be kind of right ramming it home to you so that people pick up on this and i do think and to find it with coaching i find it with teaching and anything like that quite often you've got to kind of drip feed it and remind people that it's taking place and people are busy now people you know having it when on a Saturday it's the best time for most people but if you've got a family if you've got other activities it can be quite difficult but anyway so that that took place um, there's some interesting proposals I didn't get a chance to read the proposals in advance because over here in the UK we've had a series of postal strikes so the actual magazine that contained all the proposals didn't land on the uh, the house until halfway through the session on Saturday so that was a bit disappointing um, there's lots been discussed though because there's a couple of what's interesting from my perspective is how there's a couple of classes that are wanting to vote in the use of binoculars and one of them is barebow and one of them is, is um, well, compound and unlimited have already got the use of binoculars Compound Limited want to use it, and these are the guys that have. Um, they they don't use a release side; they're shooting off the fingers, but they do have a sight on their bow shooting compounds. And bare bow is a unsighted recurve rig with shooting carbon arrows, uh, veins rather than feather fletchings. And with like you can have a arrow rest and button and stabilizer and stuff. And the interesting comment is that the barebow proposal came about because they want to be able to see the targets and see where they're aiming at, which is what I've always said. And you know, I'm I'm a people say I'm a traditionalist, and, and I'm definitely instinctive archer. Um, and I want to be able to see where I'm shooting at. And they say that instinctive archers don't want binoculars. Well, actually, we do because I want to know where. I, the kill zone is on a face I haven't seen or on a 3D I'm unfamiliar with so it's going to be interesting to see how it goes and I think there's a lot of people that have opened up the idea of having binoculars there's like a hardcore of oh no we shouldn't have binoculars it spoils it, it'll slow everything down I've shot competitions with binoculars shooting my flat bow and it didn't slow anything down for me and I think that maybe 
we need to be a little bit more open-minded. So we'll see how that goes. There's a couple of other proposals as well. I think there's one for a new crossbow class, which is uh, a traditional crossbow. It's got to be wooden stock, no sights or anything like that. And I think I'd probably... I kind of like the idea of a, a primitive style of crossbow without sights. But the restriction of saying that it's only you can only have them if you're shooting a wooden stock. That's too prohibitive because that just makes it way, way too expensive. Um, there's, I was talking to one of our club members. He's a junior. He shoots crossbow. Shoots it really well. And he's saving his money to get a longer prod or a heavier draw weight because he's beginning to struggle. And he, he's about to go up an age group. So the distance he's going to be shooting will be longer. And he'd love to shoot without a sight, but in that class he wouldn't be allowed to because it's not a wooden crossbow, uh, the stock is extra, and he can't afford to buy another one. And I'd like to shoot without a sight, but I couldn't shoot one. And I think the other thing is if you shoot wooden arrows and stuff like that, and that's that's fine. So um, that's an that's an interesting one. As I said, there's a well, going back to the thing about binoculars, the interesting thing where that's concerned is that where the binoculars are concerned, the people that are going to be voting on it are only the people in that class. So only bearbow archers are going to be able to vote. Only uh, CL Compound Limited will be able to vote on it because it's a class rule, not a, a general shooting rule. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, what else has been going on? Not a huge amount, really. As I said, I've not been doing any coaching. I've stepped back quite a lot from that. I think I'm going to be doing a coaching assessment possibly in a couple of weeks' time for some people that are going through the um, coaching course that Sharon's running. Um, making some bosses. Got a new bow. At some point, I'll probably do a write-up on it. And give you a breakdown of what what it's like after I've put it through a chrono. I've uh, not uh, done that yet. I think I need to tune the arrows a bit better before I do. Um, oh, one thing: the National Field Archery Society has just put out, or NFAS has just put out the latest rule book. And ironically, there's a <laughs> one of the funniest debates I've seen about it other than it's actually encouraging people to read the rules, is what colour is it? Because it's this kind of aquamarine, bluey green. And somebody posted a photograph on Instagram and said, aha, yes, I've got it, and it's green. And somebody else says, no, it's kind of blue. Somebody else said, oh, it's jady, greeny. And it's this kind of debate. The old one was, the previous ones have been red. There's one before that, I think it was blue, right? Look quite light. And this one's kind of bluey green. And they do it so that you can easily tell that it's a it's different to the old rule book. But I just think it's really funny that one of the biggest debates has been, oh no, it's green. No, it's not, it's blue. So um, I just find that re really funny. There's um, It's kind of ironic that the new proposals have just come out, which will mean the rules will be changed again, maybe if they get voted through. Um, so it it certainly encouraged people to read the rules. I did kind of sit down and start 
going through them and being really sad and like comparing them and trying to pick out where the different rules are and what's changed here and what's changed there and I thought you know what it's not really relevant just sit down and go through it I haven't done any of the YouTube videos on bow classes and I might do some more when I get a chance I might do it slightly differently rather than the way I've been doing it but uh, we'll see how that goes I'll, uh, I'll let you know if I do that I have put up a couple of videos of kind of like walks in the wood and showing people what field archery courses are if there's anything you're interested in me posting about as I said I'll probably do something about the uh, new boat and let you know how that's getting on uh, might even get around and make some new errors who knows but otherwise Christmas is on the way there's probably loads of stuff you could buy for any of you archers out there and uh, I was taking the mick out of a couple of archers at the weekend because it transpired that they were going out and I said okay you got your whistle with you because and it was a semi-serious thing because we've had stormy weather and there's a lot of branches have come down across the paths some of them are quite sizable because it's an old the sections of it that's a very very old woodland and uh I was saying, right, you got your whistle to signify an emergency because when we were down, we had a load of visitors down at the same time. And one of them said no. And I said, well, actually, you're supposed to always carry a whistle with you so that you can signify an emergency. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, no, it's real. And his big brother turned around and said, actually, yeah, it is right. And he didn't have his because it's in his, um, he's doing a Duke of Edinburgh award. He's doing his gold award. It's actually in his backpack for all that, so I, I, I probably cut him a bit of slack in fairness because he's doing a load of hikes. He's got to do the bre the section on the Brecon Beacons, I think, and that's going to be pretty intense. Anyway, what else? Um, so yeah, that that's it. Oh, we're trying out some new target faces at the club that aren't printed on paper. They're printed on like a plastic mesh. So far, they're lasting really well. The slugs don't eat them, the mice don't eat the squirrels don't eat it, the snails don't eat them. When the arrows go in, it's pretty easy to draw them out. They don't catch on anything. I think one thing that will probably be a good idea is if we put some either black uh, plastic sheets or maybe that, you know, the weed, you can get weed suppressant membrane that you put down and then in your garden and then you can cover cover it with stones or what have you to make it reduce the chance of weeds coming through. The nice thing with that is it's a black and it's relatively cheap. And what we did at the old wood is we actually covered the bosses with this because foam bosses can be really bright in colours. You know, they're the red, whites, blue, depending on what the foam is. And by covering the bosses in black, it just means the bosses disappear and you just see the target faces. And I'm wondering whether or not putting the, the you doing it again, but with these um, mesh targets will work better. I have noticed that sometimes the mesh closes in around the back of some of my wooden arrows where there's like a lip and it catches, but they're weatherproof. They're lasting pretty well. Um, so 
we'll see how that goes i'll let you know they're not massively cheap they're not like the the vinyl ones which are like a a solid vinyl that are printed on these are actually printed on like a mesh but they they seem to be working okay we've had a couple of the the bigger ones out since the day of the shoot and they're still lasting well i'll put some photos up on instagram of the uh the bought the um bison shot which is still confusing people still catches people out it's not that far it's only like 37 38 yards but because of the the angle of the the ground and the, you're actually shooting lower and the, but along a flat bit of ground it confuses people but anyway that's about it for now um, i'm not expecting santa to bring anything to do with archery though it, there might be a few books um actually thinking about it i haven't done the review of the last book i've got so i'm gonna have to try and do that but uh, until then take care and i hope everybody's going to be well and have a great thanksgiving christmas whatever you celebrate and good luck for the new year stay safe stay well <laughs>